This episode is brought to you by Invisible Bread Bag Ties. When you make a sandwich, don't you just hate it that you always know exactly where you left that little wire or clip that closes the bread bag? It makes the experience so mundane and boring. Well, the good people at Invisible Bread Bag Ties have invented a new product that takes that boring old task of getting bread into a fun-filled scavenger hunt in your own kitchen. Experience the feeling of going crazy from knowing for sure that you just set it down right there and not seeing it anywhere in the area. Find Invisible Bread Bag Ties at your local grocer tied to every other loaf of bread. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day, the foremost expert in optics. New theatrical releases get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm Bryce Hansen. And I'm the foremost expert in optics, Mr. David Day, Senior David Day Areno. So, before we get started, just want to plug our website, horrormovietalk.com. It's very easy to spell. You should be able to type it out. When you go there, you'll find links to our social media and uh, be able to connect to us multiple ways, including finding the podcast on your favorite platform. But you're already listening to us, so... I mean, you already found us. You know, my dad found our website. Oh, really? Last week. Um, I had, I was Google, as I do, I was Googling uh, some of our, some of our different uh, reviews to see, you know, where we, how we were doing. And I left that on his computer. I was talking to my brother who was in his office and yada, yada. I left it on his computer. And so my dad ended up seeing it when he turned his computer on and, uh, you know, we've been running the podcast for going on two years, almost getting, getting close. <laughs> and, uh, and so my dad calls me the other day about some mundane thing and he's on the end of the call. He's like, Oh, I, uh, I saw your, your podcast, uh, website thing. I was like, Oh yeah. Did you listen? He's like, no, I, I didn't listen or and, and I, and I didn't look, uh, at the, <laughs> really at it at all. Um, I just wanted to tell you that it looked good. You know, what I did see looked really good. And I was like, thanks, you fucking asshole. Yeah, I saw it on my browser and immediately closed it. But good job. He made very clear. He's like, no, I did not listen. I did not look. I just glanced. Right. So very good. So if you guys get you could tell us the same thing and I would feel just Uh as good, maybe better. (laughs) Uh, we release new episodes every Wednesday, so please subscribe. And if you own an Apple device, please, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. You don't even have to leave a review. Just smash that star button. Yeah, smash it. That's what I tell my wife every night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've got a great show today. Today we're talking about The Invisible Man. Dude, I, I can't wait for this. For... I I feel like this movie uh, may be one of the best movies of the year, and yeah. we're so early. It's um, yeah, it just got done so fast. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about about this movie, but suffice to say, it's good. You should go see it um, if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah, don't listen to the spoiler section. Um, today we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of one to ten, one being a miserable dredge and five being an 
average film that hits all the expected marks and doesn't have any surprises, and 10 being so good it transcends genre boundaries. So after we give our score, we get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later on, we'll do a couple bits. We'll do the long-lost bit called Taglines that we all know and love. Did you come up with Taglines? Yeah. Okay. A little little taste. We'll give you a little taste of Taglines. And then we'll also do It Came From Social Media, where we'll read some of the feedback we've gotten from our various social media accounts. So, yeah, we went and saw The Invisible Man, and it's worth seeing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right, here's the trailer. It all started on a Tuesday in March. If George hadn't introduced me to Alice... Let's not do anything cheap and meaningless. Okay, what do I owe you? And she hadn't been so spectacular. Maybe I wouldn't have gotten so loaded that night. Ten minutes. Be as good as new. And none of this would have happened. Something's happened at the Magnoscopics facility in Santa Mira. Next thing I knew, I went from high profile to no profile. What have they done to me? Wait a minute, who are you guys? Keep your mouths shut, all of you. You're in a state of molecular flux. If you want to live, you're going to have to trust us. Where have you been? Everybody's looking for you. I'm here. Sort of. I want my molecules back! Now there's a price on my head. The single most exotic intelligence asset on the planet is ours. I don't sleep well. I can see through my eyelids. I can see through the top of my head. But I'll never sell out. Think of the adventure we could have together. Yeah, we can go to frontier land. Don't be afraid. It's me, Nick. You want to sit down? If not for Alice... We're the only people that can give you your life back. I'd be lost forever. You have a face again. You don't have any body makeup, do you? Dropped about 10 pounds. But I'd look great naked. (laughs) She saw me through it all. I got him. Nick, I love you. Chevy Chase. Morning. Morning. Daryl Hannah. Wait, how am I going to tell my mom about this? Just tell her you met a guy. Could be serious. He's transparent. Memoirs of an Invisible Man. A John Carpenter film. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I think you messed up that there. Was, that was the wrong trailer. Was that a Chevy Chase movie? That was a Chevy Chase movie. Oh, well, can we get the... Um, All right, here's, here's the real trailer. Sorry, guys. Yeah, let's see if we can find that. The one for the 2020 one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As the attorney representing Adrian's trust, I'm required to read a prepared statement. Cecilia, although our relationship was far from perfect, I thought that you would talk to me rather than run away. Are you okay? What happened to him? He cut his wrists. Per his final wishes, you're getting $5 million. Contingent, of course, on the fine print. He can't be ruled to be mentally incompetent. It just doesn't make any sense. What? Adrian wouldn't kill himself. Listen, you're getting your freedom back, okay? Don't let him haunt you. Hello? I'm scared. 
sociopath, completely in control of everything. He said that wherever I went, he would find me, walk right up to me, and I wouldn't be able to see him. Are you okay? Someone sitting in that chair. I found something that can prove what I'm experiencing. You need help. Adrian is dead. I went to his house today. He's not dead. I have a pile of ashes in the box that would disagree with you. He has figured out a way to be invisible. Only thing more brilliant than inventing something that makes you invisible is coming up with the perfect way to torture you, even in death. Adrian's true genius was how he got in people's heads. Don't come any closer. I'm not crazy. Please listen to me. You're saying the person trying to kill you is in the room right now, but we can't see him? He's listening. Where are you? Where are you? Show yourself. Come on. Do it. There you are. All right. The only thing more brilliant than making this great movie is making a trailer that seems like it's giving everything away, but is actually has a bunch of dummy footage in it. Yeah, I was I just saw a comment on Reddit well, this morning about that. But that. Just listening to it, you can hear a, you can. I remember the trailer mm-hmm. and and being like, oh, well, there's a part where he sits in a chair and you can't see him and she's sitting there looking. That didn't happen in the movie. There's a bunch of dummy footage in that yeah. thing. Yeah. If you're wondering if the trailer gives everything away, I mean, it, it gives you the premise of the movie mm-hmm. and, and pr- pretty much what goes on in the movie, but it doesn't give away any of the critical stuff critical stuff like uh, a lot of the details and any of the really scary scenes yeah great trailer yeah and the stuff that they do show that like in the trailer in context it's way way better yeah oh oh yes yeah it's uh this is a good example of a trailer that the tone of the trailer does not match the tone of the movie at all the tone of the movie is much more refined uh where that trailer is really like hyped up yeah um yeah yeah i think um i think it's going into the movie the trailer made it look like oh this is gonna be a good movie yes like it looks quality but coming out of the theater it's a great movie yeah it's it's really good so the invisible man can be seen in theaters (laughs) now (laughs) the film follows cecilia played by elizabeth moss as she fearfully escapes her manipulative and violently abusive boyfriend adrian soon after she leaves him he commits suicide and leaves her a considerable amount of money in his will her deceased ex was one of the world's foremost experts on optics and was very wealthy. Cecilia is still mentally scarred by um, her abusive ex, and she finds it hard to believe that he's actually dead. The seemingly unreasonable paranoia gets confirmed to her as she is haunted by an unseen tormentor. 
The Invisible Man ramps up the terror and violence to the point that everyone around Cecilia assumes that she is having a mental break. Even her closest friends and family don't believe her and and leave her hopeless as she tries to defend herself to prove that her ex is still alive and continuing his abuse. And I'll tell you what. This movie is a breath of fresh air after a stagnant two months of new releases in the horror category. Yeah, yeah, like a real slew. Like they were just every week, some other five out of five, yeah. five out five, of ten. Four, yeah. high five, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's written and directed by Lee Winnell, who you might know as the writer and director of Upgrade or as an actor in The Bye Bye Man. He shows himself to be very competent at writing and directing in this film. The opening uh, follows the motto of show, don't tell to a T. So much is communicated about Cecilia and Adrian's relationship just from her actions and facial expressions in the first five minutes of the film. Yeah. The film also shows a lot of well-tuned restraint by not focusing on the sci-fi elements like most other Invisible Man movies do. Like most... Every Invisible Man movie I can think of really focuses on we invented this new technology. What are how are we going to use it and what are the repercussions? And then of course they use it for bad or something bad happens. Spying on chicks in the shower, obviously. Um this one doesn't really do that. It explores um, themes, especially the the topic of abuse, in a really interesting and thought provoking way. Um, it it really brought to my mind how abusive partners are often invisible to the world, since that side of the abuser's personality isn't often shown to others. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, the historical abuse of Cecilia in this film feels real and tangible, even though it's never shown in flashbacks. It's communicated through the after effects and trauma that Cecilia displays. What is what is her name? I'm sorry, the actress? Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss is the actress, the go-to person if you want to if you want someone who in your film or show who is being abused. <laughs> that woman is capable of so much of the range of abuse <laughs> and victimhood. Like her range is that. Yeah, I mean, even in Mad Men, she was picked on. Yeah, she's like, well, this is uh, the patriarchy. Yeah, her her <laughs> brow is is constantly pinched in the middle in a little furrow of <laughs> concern, or you know, and even when she's happy, it's like mm, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How long will this last? <clears throat> This is a great example of a thriller that leans into the horror aspects of that label. There are genuinely surprising moments and many times that I jumped out of my seat. Like, that's such a cliche phrase, but literally, I, I yeah. jumped several times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The way, the, the way this movie handles suspense and tension, dead on. Perfect. Yeah. And, and it... <laughs> Like, it's such a fucked out concept, you know, <laughs> yeah. you would think that um, that they would go a, a really obvious route. Uh-huh. Uh, but instead, they just took they just took the concept, stripped it down, gave it a new veneer and focused instead on the, the mechanics of of what what works about this. Well, and, yeah, and, uh, and that is the dread of an unseen person in the room with you mm -hmm. who's maybe who's 
probably malevolent and mm-hmm. who's just only just wants to mess with you. Yeah. And it's and it works so well because it's it's not this goofy yeah, it's not this goofy sci-fi it's just a ghost story and a home invasion story kind of like with a twist. Mm-hmm. It's very, very it, interesting. It, it really, really focuses on the human element and the relationship between Cecilia and Adrian. Cecilia and, and Adrian and, and her other relationships with these other people that yeah. are very important and that, that are interesting, have interesting elements to them, like a drama would, where you're invested right. in each of these relationships and you don't want her to have a, you know, to, to get on anyone's bad side, but... He just, Adrian just keeps coming back. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, in short, this is a very, very good movie, and you should definitely see it. Yeah, I wouldn't, I, I'm i excited, like, I'd go see this again. I would take yeah. my wife to see this uh, again, and I'm not a big fan of going to see movies two times in a row. Um, yeah, but yeah. But definitely a great movie. So, uh, let's give our scores. I... I mean, about halfway through the movie, I was like, this is definitely like a high eight. Uh-huh. And then walking out, I'm like, no, this is a nine. It kept, yeah. It, at the start of the movie, I was skeptical. <laughs> and uh, and I didn't, you know, usually I'll think about score uh, throughout the movie. You know, I'll be like, where am I at now? Where am I at now? And at the start of the movie, I guess, I guess I was like, oh, this is a pretty pretty strong seven and it just kept climbing mm-hmm. and it just kept climbing and the movie kept impressing me and by the end i was so delighted with the result i could easily i'm giving it a 10 for sure yeah. i'm just i'm just excited about the movie still i yeah i mean even the reason why i'm not giving it a 10 is i'm a little bit of a stickler there's one thing that i'm like eh, that kind of tainted it for me one particular story decision and then the other is like it's not i'm not gonna like set it up against like one of the greatest movies but i mean even you know i'd set it up there with with ready or not which i gave a 10 which was i mean just such a such a well-tuned story just an excellent pace lots of suspense throughout um it's just really really good yeah i think uh i tend to I tend to be more ex- excited about, you know, about the good movies, about yeah. the good movies yeah. than you do, just because I, I think I have a more skeptical, like going into it face mm-hmm. and you have a more hopeful going into it face. Uh-huh. So it's easier for things to impress me <laughs> because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm so ready f- to be disappointed. But, um, you know, with that being said, I definitely, I'm, I'm over the moon about this movie. I'd watch it. I'd watch it again. This is like going in my list of, I think this is d- better than a quiet place. You know, I would, yeah. I, I enjoyed, uh, and, but you know, in, in that same vein of, you know, interesting, intriguing, well done, well crafted horror. Um, and yeah, this is a little bit more suspense thriller side of horror, but man, it has a lot, of, like you said, it has a lot of really solid horror elements yeah. throughout. So before we get into spoilers, just want to take a minute and tell you about a couple important things for us. First of all, is our Patreon. If you like the show, check out our Patreon and uh, all the different tiers that we offer. There's something for everyone. I think people especially like the 
Afterpod, which is a whole other podcast where we just leave the mics running after recording an episode and talk more about our lives and boring stuff that people that aren't fans of us don't want to hear. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you know, do consider that this is a, a free show that we put on for you guys every week. And, you know, any support that you can give us is greatly appreciated. Even, you know, a buck a month is is enough to put some wind in the sails of our you know, of our ships and, and we sure do appreciate it. Uh, you can also support the podcast by buying and renting anything really on Amazon. If you click through the green button in the header of our website, horrormovietalk.com. If you are a horror fan, you probably have heard of shutter. If you've been waiting to pull the trigger, we have an offer for you. Uh, if you use the code HMT at checkout, you get a 30 day free trial to shutter instead of their, Fucking insulting oh seven day free trial. Uh, you can't like, go wrong. They they th- for the HMT code, th- you get thirty days. That's four times the normal free mm-hmm. trial. More than four times. Right. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <clears throat> also, check out our resident artist Dustin Gobel. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. Contact him. At D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram and make your artistic dreams come true. Tell them HMT sent you. Yee. So that's it. We're done with the mid-roll. All right. Everyone stop complaining about advertisement on podcast as you listen to a free product that we provide for you. Okay, whatever. Yeah, babies. I'm, I'm a little salty. Babies. <clears throat> oh, did someone recently complain? No, I just always see it on, like, our podcast. I'm like, oh. Advertise. I had to listen to two minutes of advertising in my two-hour-long podcast. It's ruining podcasting. Oh, shove it up your ass. <laughs> hey, you know, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to mention. Uh, Leah wrote a blog for us uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's titled "Horror Movie Influence on My Chemical Romance: The Band," and um, and it's really well done. And it's been getting a lot of comments. We've had a ton of comments on it. And uh, so, first of all, you know, welcome Leah to the Horror Movie Talk team. Hooray! Hooray! Applause, new sound blog, effect. New blog writers. And, and also, like, um, when it comes to, it came from social media, we'll read some of these comments. And, uh, man, just a lot of people, a lot of people getting a lot of stuff out of this blog. So, thank yeah. you, Leah. All right, let's head into spoilers. Spoilers. Oh, yeah, spoilers, baby. Okay, so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, but first, I want to talk about how much I want that house that they live in. (laughs) Man, it's so pretty. Oh, man. Okay, so they're, okay, so this is like, um, I don't know, one of the nice parts of LA, Malibu or something like that, Mm -hmm. where, you know, it's, it's a house that's right up on the cliff. Yeah, of the ocean. And the bedroom, like, extends out over the cliff, so it's like there's just water, 180 degrees surround. Just floor-to-ceiling, wall-to-wall windows. windows. Just the whole way across. And you can hear the waves crashing. It's like having one of those sharper image wave sound things, except you... 
Except it's it. just the ocean. It's just the ocean. Except it's the source of all of those recordings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me let me <laughs> provide the soothing ocean sound so you can fall asleep. Mm. 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 <laughs> Yar, me matey. Uh, uh, you all know The Simpsons, right? Yeah. Um, like I said in the in the intro. There's a lot communicated in those first five minutes. Yeah. Like, it's it's really impressive. It felt very reminiscent of, of Hitchcock when he, like, just takes the opening credits to communicate a ton about the characters. Because um, we see Cecilia waking up um, kind of stone-faced. Yeah, in the middle of the night. In the, it's like 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, the audience is like... It, the audience is like dropped into the most important part of her life. Right. And you can tell right off from, yeah. from her face. Because she gets up and she's always keeping an eye on her boyfriend that's still asleep. He's so gone. much so that she's she like turns a camera to look at him so she can watch it on her phone and she's really, really yeah. like tiptoeing, and it shows that she's made a bunch of preparation yeah. for this moment. Yeah, she's and getting she's, a bunch of stuff ready to she, go. She's so afraid, like that he's going to wake up, and what's going to happen when that happens? Yeah, that <clears throat> it just tells you, like, okay, something's very, very wrong, right, with their relationship. It's you know to the point where it's like, man, it feels like she's. A prisoner or something. Yeah, she's escaping at night. You know, he he has his arm over her. You know, mm-hmm. as as one as these storybook couples apparently do. Does anybody right. do this? Does anybody sleep touching their significant other? God, I I can't stand it. I can't stand it either. Just I mean, physical I, touch we, makes me shrivel. We we cuddle like when we get in yeah, bed, sure. And then like about ten minutes later, I'm like, all right, okay, get the fuck get off the, me. Get, yeah, you get on your side. <laughs> yeah. This is what is this? What, what, yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't understand. And if she moves, it makes me like jump awake, and I'm like, oh my god, <gasps> you know, I got karate chop arms ready. Right. Um, it's it's just really impressive how they communicate it, and really the Adrian character is pretty quote unquote invisible to the audience in terms of a character. We don't know anything about Adrian other than nothing. He's abusive, and yeah. he really, really scarred. Cecilia yeah. mentally. Yeah. Uh we aren't shown anything in flashbacks or witness him abusing Cecilia other than a brief moment as she's being driven away. Um that's that's all you have to go off of is her reaction and then one moment where and it shows it's shown in the trailer like him running after her. <clears throat> yeah, at some point she sets off in her <clears throat> At some point in her escape attempt, she sets in her successful escape. She sets off the car alarm, and that uh, that wakes him. And then she cry, climbs over the the uh, the estate wall and runs off into the woods, where um, her friend has a car waiting for her. And at that point, well, her sister. Has right. A car, I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. And at that point, Adrian catches up, breaks through the window, and says, "How can you do this? Don't leave me! I'll get you!" Curses. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so she she escapes. And also another thing that it's shown, I mean, it really shows, like, a depiction of her really having mental scars from him. Because she's, like, 
hiding out yeah. at her friend's house. It's this uh, guy that's a cop and is a single parent with his daughter. And Why has um, he got to be black? <laughs> I didn't say he was black. I know. I made the conscious decision not to I because I knew you were going to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, he It shows Cecilia and she has basically agoraphobia from agoraphobia from ex- agoraphobia um she can barely walk out to the mailbox because she's so fearful that adrian is like around and stalking her he she knows he's going to find her because he's incredibly wealthy and has resources yeah and uh he was so manipulative and controlling that that she He's like basically demigod level fucking with you, right? And and not only that, it's it's the perfect, it's the perfect cover for all kinds of different things. So, so the way he got so rich and powerful is he runs an optics company. Mm-hmm. So he's an optics scientist or something. So like having an eye on things is his business, right? Like ha- being able to to surveil. <laughs> is is what he does yeah and i mean lots of little touches i i forgot until now that she like uses whiteout on the webcam yes. of her laptop yeah. i mean she's just going so so over the top that you're like wow this guy must be a monster yeah um what's the name of the guy that she ends up uh kind of shacking up with um the cop the the black cop guy uh, he is he is a hunk I, I I have a note on that. His name, um, okay. So the character's name is Aldous Hodge. Okay, and he's played by James Lanier. I oh, damn, he is a hot piece of man meat. Yeah, no kidding. Like I, <laughs> there was a moment <laughs> where he's just like, or Bryce getting, was swooning, getting something out of the kitchen, and he's just like got his cop uniform on and just like. Just yeah. super form fitting, and I was like, I was like, damn nigga, what you doing out here with all this ass? <laughs> Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon, hella ass. The sun is still out, my nigga, and it, uh, it was just, it, it, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's the homie. I mean, I guess I'm a pretty sick guy. <laughs> so yeah, dude. It, it, like the way the. <laughs> Okay, so this is the this is the gayest part of horror movie talk for sure. Mm-hmm. But the way his his um, his ass no, I I mean well, yeah. I was check, I was totally checking out his ass. No, I mean, I'm just saying the way I'm just saying the way his uniform fit him uh-huh. like he's he's like a fucking triangle, you know, <laughs> up top, and he's got this little waist and he's got all that ass. <laughs> And it's just like, damn. Like it fit I was like, damn, nigga, what you doing out here with all this ass? What is he doing with all that ass? Yeah. It, 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 I'm uni- glad that you noticed it, too. The uniform fit him so well. Yeah. I was like, I get it now. I never really understood the man in uniform thing until I saw that guy. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. His, yeah. I mean, everyone's a little gay, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I absolutely. Mean, after watching Look, Kinsey, I understood, like, okay, everyone's got, like, a little I had percentage. to take my sweater off just now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting hot. 
No, but I mean, everybody can recognize and appreciate a beautiful human being. Like right. Brad right. Pitt. It's just, uh, yeah, everybody's like, oh, yeah, I'd fuck Brad Pitt. Like, yeah, I mean, everyone's got a shot, really, if you're, <laughs> if you're completely gorgeous. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. If you, were, if you were to give yourself like a percentage, like how, what percentage of you is gay? Oh, it's um it's pretty low it's probably like i mean i can recognize just beauty mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so i mm-hmm. i don't know whatever that makes me somewhere in the th- three to five percent range yeah yeah pretty yeah i mean i think i think uh this guy brought me up to like a 10 percent. god I mean, damn I was like, that's that's pretty high up there no but the thing is it's it has nothing to do with there's no sexual attraction there it's just like, oh my god! Like, look at like, it's like uh, it's like looking at a pretty car. You yeah. know, it's like, oh goddamn! Well, obviously, I get why people like, right? You know, Lotuses or what, whatever it is. I don't know what a nice car is. Yeah, I mean, I a Porsche has beautiful lines, and it's like that's just undeniable. I mean, I I'm not gay, but I did want to touch his ass. Mm. Um, okay, so you out here with all that ass. <laughs> <laughs> um. One of the elements of the direction and the choice of shots, it was very reminiscent of paranormal activity. There's lots of shots of empty space. Yes. That you like, you know, something's happening. And you're looking. You're looking for it. You're looking for it. You're looking for like. Your eyes are roaming the room. And you're like, what does she see? And then maybe there is something, but probably there isn't. Mm -hmm. And it works just as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a great. I love that tool of just these long th- that brings up a point that I wanted to I wanted I have this written down several times in my notes. Mm-hmm. Amazing camera work and framing in this movie. Right. Like this movie is so intentional. Mm-hmm. With the camera work, just just like what you said. Um and there are a few Parts where it's kind of hokily set up, you know, like there's one part in the that shows up in the trailer that also shows up in the movie where it's basically the first time we get to see the invisible man uh, interact with anything, which is in the kitchen. And he pulls the knife off the counter and then turns up the turns up the stove top. Mm -hmm. And then and that's kind of hokey. But but I mean, it it felt like a, a haunting. It was like a ghost yeah, story. Yeah, you know. it did. Yeah, he was so quiet that it, yeah. it really worked well. I uh, The other thing I didn't notice but has been brought up in interviews that I've seen is there's a lot of long takes yes. in this movie. Yeah. A lot of one shots. Um, but it's not to like a noticeable, I mean, noticeable degree to me. It wasn't like um, The Haunting of Hill House where it's very obvious, you know, that it's intentional that yeah. this is a really long take but anyways um there's an interview a clip i wanted to play of of the director yeah Lee Winnell, talking about this yeah he's great during the uh pre-production period i would chat to the cinematographer and i would always be talking about what can we do that's different mm-hmm. um one thing was let's turn the lights on you know in a lot of horror movies the lights are off it's very dark well, i wanted to turn them all on because what's the difference yeah exactly <laughs> it doesn't matter for the invisible man right and then we started talking about how do we convince people this is real the invisible man's kind of an outlandish concept well, one way to convince people is real is to film it in these long shots mm-hmm. so people never see the cuts you can't hide from a one shot scene yeah so we did that and then finally we just decided to use the camera to explore empty spaces 
you know, a lot. So it's all about the audience's paranoia driving their enjoyment of the film. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a circumstance where, like, okay, he's a good director because he pulled off exactly that. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what the experience of watching this film was. Yeah. It's a... Uh, and... I appreciate I appreciate that that style of of you know camera work because sometimes they'll not often but sometimes they'll throw a little Easter egg in there for you like you know yeah. and that's what your eyes searching for is yeah. like oh some movement over there yeah I mean there was there was a shot of her maybe it's just a bug in the shot but yeah it's like that's <laughs> enough for me to be like oh. there's a shot of her like window bay where the the curtains were slightly moving uh-huh and i was like is is that him yeah I, it's hard to tell I, I don't i don't think it was intentional but it, the window wasn't open right. i don't know it was yeah you you really have a deep sense of paranoia it's like something's gonna happen yeah something's gonna jump out the like, uh, the other technical aspect of this movie that i liked a lot and i kept i kept writing this down too was the sound was amazing like yeah it, lots of silence Mm-hmm. Lots of, but, but like, um, kind of, uh, I, I don't know how to say this exact, it's like complex silence where it's quiet, but you have the night sounds mm-hmm. or, um, you know, or there's a creak in the floor mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that where yeah. it's, it's, uh, it adds a little bit of depth to it that, that just adds to the tension, but doesn't break it. You know, it's yeah. not like, it's not like. A jump scare. Yeah. So the Invisible Man, she, uh, sorry, the Invisible Man starts fucking with shit. So, like you said, um, he, like, turns up the fire on the stove, starts, like, a a pan fire. He steals a knife, steals portfolio work from from Cecilia. He's really messing with her, and she's, like, feels like she's going crazy, you know? Yeah. It is driving her crazy, you know, to to all outside appearances. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, though. The Invisible Man couldn't fool me in my house. Oh, no? Because we got the creakiest floors in the world. Yeah. When was this? Like, I'd be able to pinpoint. I would be able to take out a gun and shoot him within, like, 10 seconds. (laughs) I know that creak. (laughs) (laughs) This is like a 1950s uh, house. Yeah, 1950s house. uh, When we bought it, it was all carpeted, and we pulled up the carpet, and it had some really, really old hardwood floor. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy. It's been probably refinished a couple times because it had to be sanded down. And I don't know how many more sandings this floor could take. Oh, really? It's like to the point where you can there's like ramps you know, <laughs> in, in the floor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's really impressive. You sand down a old floor and refinish it and it looks beautiful. Yeah, it's ba- much better than than anything else you could do. But if we if we were to spend a lot of money when we refinished it, they would have taken the creeks out. Yeah. But they did not. So it's like, this is like a historical house level creakiness yeah. of the floor. Well, it's, I mean, I don't there's know. a thing, there's a thing in ancient Japan, um, where they would intentionally like install like these little wedges that would make cricket sounds when you oh, walked really? on the floor. So that assassins oh. could be, could be heard. 
man the japanese are so fucking cool (coughs) like they'd take they'd take like if they broke a piece of like a bowl or a cup or something like that they'd put it back together with gold Mm -hmm. you know they'd like they'd like so that all the broken so that all the seams of where the break would Uh happen would would be highlighted in beautiful gold Mm -hmm. and it's like what a cool way to take something that's old or broken and make it into something beautiful and new like they just such fucking yeah. masters of that shit yeah the japanese are just better than us just generally yeah um well except when it comes to war so um let's not get into that well i mean i'm a little interested in oh okay <laughs> um, so run boy run <laughs> but yeah the, the my my floors are our insurance against invisible men. Yeah. Um, it's also useful for kids. Like, kids can't sneak out of bed without me knowing immediately. Yeah. Which is pretty great. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we already talked about the cop friend being a piece of man meat. Good lord. Um, a lot of the movie is about the mystery of how he's doing it. Yeah. So, it talks about how, how he's the world's leading expert on optics. But that's literally all you're given for yeah. most of the film. Which is great. I don't want any more than that. Just this guy has a really uh, good explanation of, hey, you know, people have been, by the way, people have been, I've, there's been a few more complaints about the burping. I know. I'm, yeah, I'm little, I've heard. I'm, I'm, are you getting self-conscious about it now? I'm a little self-conscious about it. I might scale it back a little bit. There may be less for yeah. me. I don't know. I mean, this is a free country, and we're a fucking free podcast. So. I don't know. I mean, it might have been the the vocal minority that when they voted mm. on whether we should belch or not, because mm. 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 the complaints are coming in. Hey, you know, if you want, but that's that's the way voting works. You know, you don't yeah. show up to the polls, you don't get your voice heard. And I think even when we belch outside of the the mic, like off to the side. It's, Once it's like compressed and amplified and yeah, post, it's like loud. it's really, it's still right in your ear. So, so we're thinking about you. We see you, baby. Um, it's just, you know, I we're, mean, we're just gassy. Yeah. Right? We're, it's just one of these things. It's the morning. It's Saturday. We're, you should see what we look like. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, yeah, I don't want to know a lot about like just. If if it had gone deep into like the technology behind it and the way it works yeah. and all that, then it's just a distraction. And now it's Iron Man or something like yeah. that. You know, it's like okay, f- like, fuck off with all this. Yeah, it's, it's, it keeps it's more, it real simple. <clears throat> it if they did that, it would be much more about like this is how technology can be evil or yeah. twisted for evil. And it's like, eh, no, that's not the the story is really the emotional core of Cecilia's experience. Yeah. And her trying to overcome her abuse. Um so the the scene they show in the in the trailer with the meeting of the lawyer, the lawyer is actually Adrian's brother. And Dan. He appears to be a complete asshole too, but then about midway in the film it's revealed like yeah, Adrian was pretty abusive towards his brother as well. Yeah, so it, it, it's kind of it's kind of made clear that Adrian didn't have a lot of <coughs> friends or family that were big fans. He right. was just he was just such a force that uh, he, he kind of had his own gravity about him, and and people kind of just kind of fell into his his gravity. Yeah, so I mean, his brother in particular is a character where you 
you're not sure what his motives are at different times in the film you're thinking like he must be helping adrian or other times you're like well he's he assumes he's dead and like he was not a fan of him either and so he's like sympathetic towards cecilia um this movie is an exercise in gaslighting like this yes and and dan the brother is like essential to to that aspect of it like no you you have to be sane in order to keep getting this money you know she gets like a five million dollar trust that pays in in little monthly increments of a hundred thousand dollars a month for like four years yeah and so and but there's some stipulations on the back end of that you can't be um convicted of a felony you can't be convicted of a felony you have to be of sound mind so it's like they they mentioned sound mind in the trailer. I don't remember it actually in the movie though. I he said it um he said it at least the one moment I do remember him saying it is when she had been locked up and he right. and he came came in and he goes you have to be of sound mind. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I do remember him saying that but they set up the scenario for like like this is the recipe for gaslighting right and uh so now we're going to gaslight you and then they do and it's successful and she's you know she's basically turned crazy yeah um one thing that i appreciate that is the it doesn't have any ambiguity about whether it's all in her head or not It, it is very much through her perspective and you see things and experience it with her that being said there was still like some doubt in my head i'm like are they gonna pull a fight club on this like is this gonna be a twist thing but only for a moment that would be cool too it would be really interesting if it was like a shutter island kind of situation yes yeah you know I we're glancing over some of the some of my favorite parts in, of this movie, which is like just dreadful, dreadful terror and suspense. Mm-hmm. Like so, when she's at um, what's the what's the cop's name when she's at Aldous Hodge's house, um, she's sharing. Well, that's his that's his actual name. No, wait, that's the character name. Yeah, Aldous, yeah. I think is. Yeah, and so when she's at his house, she's sharing uh, a, the bedroom with his daughter, who is um, like a, a late teen. You know, she's she's applying for colleges and, and whatnot. So they're sharing a large bed, and they're sleeping at night. Mm-hmm. And like the most conjuring slash right. paranormal activity scene takes place where they're both sleeping and and you get to see them both like one in front of the other, you know, on a side view, looking at their faces in the bed mm-hmm. and the covers just get pulled off of of their bodies. And then the other cover, you know, like the first the right. the duvet and then the and then the the sheets and uh, and they sit there cold and he and then he takes pictures of. So, so in that moment, we do get like, oh, he's for real. Mm-hmm. Like, right. because now there's being pictures, there's pictures right. being taken of her at night with a phone. And, uh, and then she wakes up cause she can kind of, she's like, what, you know, what, mm-hmm. where are my blankets? She walks over, grabs the blankets, which are weirdly neatly piled at the bottom of the bed, mm-hmm. starts pulling them back. And then he steps on them. You're right. And it's like, oh, yeah. Ooh. If that happened, I would lose my shit i would attack the air like a ninja or i'd run away and scream i don't know what i'd do yeah i mean 
it doesn't sound impressive when you describe it, but it is oh. a really, really well done scene. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. And um and and the shocking things he does to people when she's it very fight clubby. Yeah. You know, where where he he'll it's just her and another person alone in a room and then he'll do something to the other person and they'll be like what the fuck why are you doing this to me and she's like it wasn't me it was the invisible man yeah it's like oh man that is my one gripe with this movie and this is this is the reason for me being a stickler not giving it a 10 oh is that the end of act two basically has a bunch of rom-com level fallings out with okay. the people close to her. Expand on that. So it's like Adrian um, sent an email through Cecilia's mm-hmm. email account to her sister. And when Cecilia shows up on her sister's doorstep, she's like, you sent me the worst email I've ever read. And I never want to have any anything to do with you again, ever. And Cecilia the whole time is like, no, no, it's not. It's a misunderstanding. You can't. It wasn't me. And, it's a and one-armed man. She's not believed. And then, so it's like, okay, so I guess one email can ruin a family relationship. I guess it, it, that feels straight out of a rom-com. Like a, a very simple misunderstanding. But in this, in the movie's defense, like, f- for all appearances, Cecilia looks like she's going crazy. Like, it... it there's yeah. no rational person that'd be like that say, "Oh, it was an invisible man." Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the like this is the perfect way to gaslight somebody right. and ruin their life at the same time. The same thing with like what you're describing, um, the the daughter of Aldous. Um, Aldous gets hit by the invisible man, and they blame Cecilia. Yeah, and they're, they're having a moment. The daughter and and Cecilia are having a moment together, and then, boom! This smack comes out of nowhere. This big fucking yeah. heft of a smack, and uh, you know that terrifies the girl. She thinks she's just been hit by Cecilia, and Cecilia's yeah. She's like, no, I, but it that, wasn't me. But that was like they like kick her out of the house basically for that, and so it's it's uh it just creates a situation where it's like okay he's he's fucked with her enough that she he's ruining all her relationships i okay so following that smack following when when he smacks aldous's daughter Mm -hmm. and aldous is like look you're clearly insane i have to get my daughter out of here i don't know what you're gonna do in my house but you better not be here when i get back Mm -hmm. and then the this long chain of of the invisible man fucking with Cecilia starts to occur in the house. So Aldous has left his own house and now she's being fucked with. She's alone with, right. with her, her ex. Yeah. And, uh, and he's, and so, <laughs> so she fucking ruins Aldous's house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> be so pissed you hit my daughter and then you poured coffee grounds all over the floor in this one room why the fuck did you do that why is this hallway full of paint why is there paint everywhere and there's a my my ladder that you bought me is all broken and shit and and you what were you doing in the attic (laughs) i'd be so pissed i'd come home and i'd be like oh my god 
Yeah, that that was the the first scene where we actually see the Invisible Man. She, it's a very much like the call is coming from inside the house. Yeah, situation. <laughs> she she calls his cell phone and she hears a cell phone buzzing in the attic, and she goes to investigate and she finds all these objects and stuff that have been yeah stolen and and hidden and she, she sees like the pictures on his phone yeah and all this stuff and then. She hears like, you know, some sound coming from down below the, the entrance. So she goes over to where the ladder is, Ooh. looking down like the the hole from the attic, and then she pours a can of paint on him. And you see this like, it's it's a really effective jump scare. Yeah, it's in the it's in the trailer. But, he's right up in her face. Yeah, it's in the trailer, but in context, it's really frightening. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. And. uh so like the paints all on the hallway and she's like trying to follow him. And I'll tell you what, he is the quickest motherfucking paint cleaner I know. in the it's, world. Yeah, it's not it, that that part wasn't terribly realistic. Yeah. It was like, oh, you just got a can of paint poured on you and you just ran to the sink and got it all off. Right. To the to the satisfaction of unless that's how good the technology really maybe, is. Maybe maybe he just like coated everything with tefl- Teflon oh. on, that, on that suit. We're going to have to talk to Dustin about that. He's got that Teflon <laughs> dick, so he would know. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin, when you put paint on your dick does it just just stream off yeah is it like all the stds that you did that you avoided (laughs) um because of the teflon status of your dick or um impressive very nice yeah um so the best scene in the entire movie the one that stuck with me the most (sighs) is the dinner scene with her with her sister. Oh my god, it was great. So she's having dinner with her sister. She's explaining what's going on, and I think her sister like does she start believing her? I can't. I can't remember, she, remember she what gi- the situation. She gives is. her the time of day, right? Right. So she's like, "Yeah, go ahead. Let's hear your. Let's hear your piece." And it does seem towards the end of the explanation that her sister is is being brought over to her side, right? And I mean, this is the the one spoiler that we would really give that might ruin the experience a little because it's so shocking. Yes, but they're they're talking. It's like a calm experience, and then there's a knife floating in the air, like right next to Cecilia, like uh, right where her hand is, like a big and, old steak knife, and just long enough for them to be like, "What the, what fuck? the fuck is?" And then the knife slits. Cecilia's sister's throat just right open right open and then the knife gets put in Cecilia's hand the whole audience was just like a jaw on the floor like I looked around and everybody had the same reaction of just like holy shit it was such that scene was so impressive to me I was floored yeah that took it to the next stratosphere of awesome like that was so crazy yeah it was shocking you realize because that sets the stakes now it's like yeah oh he'll do anything anything yeah um and then from that point on i mean cecilia is accused of killing her sister and basically going completely insane yeah the knife in a mental hospital the knife goes through her sister's neck and then whap slaps right into her hand yeah and uh and has blood all over it and everybody in the restaurant looks at her and ah runs yeah. you know so so she's held by 
you know, the police, she's gotten charged with a murder. And, you know, even her, the even uh, Aldous seems to be starting to believe her at yeah. this point. Because mm-hmm. he probably knows, like, well, she's not a fucking murderer. Um, but the, even even though he's start, starting to believe her, he's still like, yeah, you can't. Um, like, this is just not going to work well for you kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> then it's revealed to other people that something weird is going on because um, the Invisible Man kind of gets revealed and uh, hurts or kills a lot of people in the process, and, and there's lots of witnesses. So that's when Aldous starts believing her. But even then, he's like, well, we gotta we gotta take this easy out that he's given us, yeah. Because it's revealed when he's unmasked, it's Adrian's brother. So Adrian's brother was the one, yeah, chasing them at the end, and they they like shoot him, and he's dead. But Cecilia knows better. She's like, no, this is. I know what this is. The, he's he's fucking with us still. Yeah, like it, Adrian's found in like a covered basement room in his house. Like, oh, I was just being held hostage by my brother the whole time. He's the mastermind. But she, at this point, she has already found the extra suit, the extra invisibility right. suit that's in the the you know the. Yeah, we never talked about what what is actually creating the invisible. It's not like a serum or anything. He's he's created a suit with a bunch of cameras on it that projects that projects the you know, the, the image from the other side yeah. perfectly onto the the new side. So it's like a bunch of projection image camera thingies. Yeah, and um, and the so she has found the extra suit. Um, she's gone back to her house, found the extra suit, stashed it away somewhere in the house that it it is alluded to that only she knows about this yeah. little extra locker. Yeah. And uh, and so it is waiting for her in this little extra locker in her house. Yeah. So um, she's she's basically acquitted or, or whatever. She's she's not she's out of, out of prison. And then the ending is um, basically her confronting Adrian in the end. And yeah, and Adrian like, is Adrian is found in like a. Yeah, did you already mention yeah, that? I that. I'm, I'm so I mean, the the ending is like the situation set up is where Adrian gets off scot free, and he is still threatening to torment Cecilia unless she comes back to him. Right, like the like he can still ruin her life. Yeah, and the the offer is like it's okay. Like I'm I'm contrite. Just come back to me and it'll all be back to how it was before which obviously wasn't very good and then uh, i mean the big spoiler is she she gets away with murder <laughs> she yeah did. she finds the invisible suit that she is hidden uh-huh she 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 walks away because she's she has to compose herself in the bathroom she uh-huh. puts on the invisible suit she comes back stands next to adrian and puts the knife in his own hand slits his own throat with it on camera Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he dies uh, right. on the floor, gurgling. And as as he's dying, she steps out of view of the camera and takes the suit off. Yeah, and's like, "I got you, bitch." Yeah, I mean that it's an interesting scene because they're trying to entrap Adrian into admitting that he was the one that did all the all the stuff in the suit, 
but he will not because he understands what she's doing. Right. Like he totally understands that she's um, wearing a wire. Yeah. And that all this is outside. She wants him. She wants him to say, I need to engage in homicidal behavior on a massive scale cannot be corrected, but uh, I have no other way to fulfill my needs. So anyways, like everything beginning to end is just really well done with this movie. Excellent pacing, really suspenseful. It just pulls off everything that it sets out to do really well. So uh, final recommendations. Who who would like this? I would say anyone. Like this is this is so accessible yeah, to this is, general audiences. This is Bloomhouse at their best, at their absolute peak pinnacle, get out best and uh and yeah you're gonna have you're gonna have a good time at this movie in my opinion uh i don't see yeah, I, excellent I, date movie yeah. take your wife take your girlfriend to it yeah this is this, this movie fucks yeah. hard all right so that's um that's the invisible man go see it I mean, I guess it's not, it's technically a remake, but this is so it feels so original that you should support movies like y- this. Yeah, this is only a remake in title. This is a totally new story that is cool to me. I enjoyed it. So if my word means anything to you, and if Bryce's word means anything to you, go see it. All right, let's do taglines. Ah. So taglines is a segment where we come up with alternate taglines for the movie. Um, I got three. How many do you got? I got four. Okay. I'll go first. Uh, The Invisible Man. Old Chinese proverbs say, go to bed in house with Invisible Man, wake up with sore ass. <laughs> okay that would be i'm just trying to think what would you do if you were invisible would you rape a bunch of people bryce is that what you're trying to say <laughs> i did not say that well it kind of sounds like i that. would not mm. because then you're no longer invisible oh well the shaft isn't everything else yeah um okay the invisible man Starring the world's foremost expert on paint removal. <laughs> yeah, he was very quick with that paint removal. Yeah, and just just like a sink that had turned on for just a split yeah. second. Just yeah. very, very quick. Okay, uh, hey Bryce, why didn't the invisible man accept the job offer? <laughs> this is not how taglines go. Hey, but, this okay, is, I, this I, is I, how taglines how, go. How, how, how did he, you know, the job offer? Why, why didn't the invisible man why? accept the job offer? Why not? He he just couldn't see himself in the working there. He just couldn't see it. All right. For the record, I did give David advance notice on on the taglines. He's no, been complaining didn't. that I didn't give him enough notice. I told him last night. He told me after I had gone to bed. I told him last night. Said he was. It was impossible for me to know because was, I was asleep. He was active on Steam. I was not. You said I was away on. Steam. It said it was away, but it wasn't. It wasn't, a, it wasn't, uh, you know, you weren't signed off. So. You are a bad person. I, I send you messages all the time when you're away and you respond. Um, you're a bad person. Okay. The Invisible Man. 
You get a throat slit. You get a throat slit. You get a throat slit. <laughs> yeah, there were some. There were a few um, yeah. throats being slit in this movie. The Invisible Man, Doctor. There's a patient on line one that says he's invisible. The doctor says, "Well, tell him I can't see him right now." <laughs> knock knock jokes dot com. All right, The Invisible Man, the much anticipated sequel to Now You See Me Too. <laughs> okay the uh I lo- there's there's like a there's a clip of uh dan Harmon complaining about now you see me too that's just so great because do you see now you see me no it's it's awful it's just a, such a dumb terrible is that a horror movie movie no it's not it's, a drama. it's it's like a action oh okay adventure thing starring magicians but the first one's called now you see me and dan Harmon is like this this communicates so much about the creative impulses of the people that make these movies that the sequel is called now you see me too when the title of the movie is alluding to the phrase now you see me now you don't like uh, it's the so, such the most obvious sequel title I don't know, in the world. I don't know how say, to feel. No, now see me now you see me too. I don't know how to feel about Dan Harmon. I kind of feel the way I about Dan Harmon the way I feel about Kevin Smith. No, he's way better than Kevin Smith, but I I still feel conflicted about Dan Harmon. He is he seems like to have like a very toxic personality yeah, and he like seems... he is not good with re- interpersonal relationships or at least like yeah, I mean, he seems like pretty, like f- barely functional alcoholic yeah. Yeah. kind of thing. But his work is so good. Like his his stuff is it, so good to me and so sharp that I does that include Rick and Morty? I don't know the Rick and Morty thing. The phenomenon of it it sickens me. But yeah, the I show is good. Yeah, but. I don't like the phenomenon either. But the the show itself and some of the stuff in it is just so yeah. great. Yeah. There's yeah, it's very edgelordy, which is both what saves it and what right. what doesn't. And I I love community. Um yeah, I've I've oh, won a right. lot of stuff that yeah. he he's done. Yeah, anybody who can stand to work with Chevy Chase for that long <laughs> Chevy Chase heavy. Well, episode I mean that's here. that's a uh that's a you know something to his yeah, in, in in his corner, that yeah, like no. he he really fucked with Chevy Chase, and that's why he was kicked off of the show. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. that's why Dan Harmon was. Yeah, Dan Harmon was kicked How off they kept of community. Chevy Chase over over the writer, right? Yeah. Wow, like the creative force. I think like everybody he, must have hated Chevy Chase. Boy, if they kick Dan Harmon off, he must be very unlikable. <laughs> right, right. I mean, he's yeah. Um, I, it's there's a documentary on him. We'll we'll keep going on, but there was a documentary on him that I watched that really showed the behind the scenes stuff, and it's very apparent that it's he's a known commodity of being super super talented, and whatever he writes is going to be good and successful. Sure, but he he is probably the worst writer to work with yeah. because he is a huge procrastinator. And like, and a huge misses movie. deadlines, and he's like, uh, he he's able to like get away with so much stuff and having a giant ego just because he's so good. Yeah. Anyways, last yeah. tagline. So last tagline. Um, 
the sequel to The Invisible Man, um, or I should say the alternate ending to The Invisible Man that will be available on the Blu-ray uh, when it's released, is The Invisible Man actually marries Cecilia, the Invisible Woman, and the kids, they just end up being nothing to look at. You know? It no. came from social media. Yes, it came from social media. To fill the world with terror. To bring you unforgettable suspense. <coughs> what was it? Where did it come from? Who were the all-powerful creatures it brought from social media? And what did they want on Earth? The kids were nothing to look at. Did you get the joke? I, I understood it. <laughs> the French... It came from social media is a segment where we read comments and reviews from all around the world about horror movie talk. Okay. Gross. A um, couple new Apple podcast reviews, which we really love. We're trying to, if we haven't mentioned it, we're trying to get up to 200 ratings yeah. on Apple podcast. So if you have an Apple device, please leave us a star rating. So maybe if you didn't burp in their ears, they would the new, just ruined it. You ruiner. Uh, new uh, review entitled "Fun Times" said uh, from hoodie from Picasso's hoodie via Apple Podcast said, "Great podcast." After hearing the Tara Westwood interview, I felt socially pressured to cancel David Day, but Bryce is still on, still my ally. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, you know, you should definitely do what's right for society and mm -hmm. cancel David Day. Yeah. I think you should. I think you should start a big campaign and talk about horror movie talk a lot and how David Day needs to be canceled. Um, because <laughs> it'll only is, get us attention. It will. It will. No, we need to cancel me, and to do that, we need to talk about horror movie talk. Right. <laughs> it's important. Okay. Second review uh, entitled "Great Original Horror Podcast," and I can't find who said it. Just a second. Let me pull it up. See all. Um, okay. So this is from German Assassin. Mm. Um, he, mm. he says, uh, I'm assuming it's a man. Maybe I should be canceled too. found the show recently while trying to find a new horror podcast to listen to as I currently burn through quite a few. It's all I listen to during my 40, 40 minute commute. Hosts are helpful, nice and responsive. Also, please Google Blumpkin. <laughs> yeah. So we need to issue an errata for our, um, so uh, sorry. Fantasy Island episode. Yeah, this is a big blunder. I yeah. referred to the the phrase Blumpkin, and I incorrectly you... defined it as um, shitting into the tank of a toilet, and that that's is an, called an upper decker. Upper decker, you A Blumpkin dummy. is when you get blown while sitting on the toilet. Right. Very cl close, but no cigar. Oh, you done it now, Jordy Farrell. You lunkhead. Just a lunkhead. Yeah, you know, um, we're really sorry for making that incorrect It's the first statement. time we've been wrong on the podcast or yeah. had a factual error. So. Yeah, that's right. Matthew uh, on Twitter at Let's Talk Spooky uh, said that he found our so, podcast yeah. entertaining. Yeah. And uh, he listened to the crawl one first. The opposite perspectives on that episode were refreshing to him. And it's always good to have a different look into some of these types of movies. He uh, he says he doesn't prefer the burp. 
clips. It kind of turned him off a bit. And uh, and he didn't finish that one, but listened to the Lighthouse one and enjoyed that podcast. He also wanted to listen to our perspective on Color Out of Space, but he hasn't gotten to that one yet. Um, so thank you very much, Matthew, for reaching out to us. We appreciate, you know, really, we just... if. If you don't like the burps, we yeah, want to hear. We want to hear about it. Yeah, I mean, he's another one in the anti-burp campaign. Yeah, this is, I mean, you know, maybe the thing to do will be like we just one of us burps and the other one doesn't, so you get half the burps. Yeah, or we could just put a put a warning on the episode with <laughs> with a lot of burps. You know, yeah, at the beginning of every episode, we could play a. a a, a drop that says that's like aruga aruga or maybe it's just burps in place of the aruga it's like <laughs> yeah yeah and then it's like this episode could potentially contain hazardous burps <laughs> they will happen inside your ear um okay on instagram okay this one is from uh kelly mara uh and uh, she says, hey, Pacific Northwest listener here from Whidbey Island, Washington. Isn't Whidbey Island where you, like, take vacation? Or that's I mean, it's near, Yeah, it's nearby. Yeah, it's in the Puget Sound there. Um, beautiful, beautiful area that no one should go to or know about. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just had to shoot you guys a message to let you know I've been listening for a couple weeks now and specifically downloaded Apple Podcasts app to give you guys a five-star rating. Aww. So she she must have been one of those ratings we just read. Um Smiley face crying emoji. I was looking for a horror movie discussion podcast, and you guys were the first one I found. I listened to the witch, witch episode first because I knew that would determine if my tastes line up with yours even a little bit. And by the time the episode was finished, I was hooked. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that would be like my litmus, litmus test, too. Like, do they do these hosts like The Witch and Hereditary? Yeah. Are they going to be like, oh, it's so boring? Oddly enough, that is... That is the standard by which we are most frequently judged, I feel. And yeah, but even one of the one of our recent reviews said like they didn't agree with us yeah. on our assessment of the or they didn't like the witch and hereditary, but they appreciated our breaking down and they appreciated the movie more after listening to us, which yeah. is also very flattering. Yeah. Um Let's see. Yeah, you, look, you don't have to agree with us on anything, in my opinion. I, like, so much of this show has just gone to tell me that, like, your personal preference, your personal tastes are yours, and they're not wrong. And and furthermore, like, just because we review something and we like it, that doesn't mean that we're right. It just means that we like it. Yeah. So, you know, take it all with a grain of salt. It's all, it's silly to review art in general, so... Eh. That being said, we are experts. Yeah. I mean, I do have a doctorate in spookology. Yeah. And David is the foremost expert on scaring on us. So, are I mean, doctors you- wrong sometimes, though? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All the time. We get diagnoses as in- incorrect. And, you know, people die on the operating room table sometimes. And, Mistakes happen. And that's why I have movie review malpractice insurance. Right. Exactly. Uh, so she says, she continues, my morning routine routine has become dropping my kid off at daycare and switching my spotify app from disney songs to horror movie talk for my commute to work i especially appreciate that you guys have brought up how becoming a parent has really changed your experience as a horror movie fan i have been a lifelong lover of the genre but ever since seeing mother while eight months pregnant i haven't experienced kids in horror movies the same way 
Anyway, sorry for the novel. Love the podcast. Thank you so much. Preganonant. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pregat. Pregat. Uh-huh. Bregant. Um, yeah, you know, Mother... Okay, if you guys are into watching uncomfortable things, Mother is a Darren Aronofsky movie that... I can't recall a movie that's made me that uncomfortable. Yeah, Darren Aronofsky is very divisive. Divisive. In, in his movies. <laughs> like, you either love him or hate him. Yeah. Like, and I I always tend to fall on love him. Yeah, Well, too. I don't know. There's a couple that are people like a lot that i don't like i I really didn't like the fountain the fountain was to me yeah the wrestler was a fine a fine movie but not in his style so much yeah i just like that i got to see marissa tomey's boobies oh yeah those those puppies were big nice nice slappers yeah um great state droopers State droopers. Uh, okay. Hey, uh, should I read the next one? Uh, I, I skipped. To. I skipped one on Instagram. Oh, okay. Go for it. Um, che Garza wrote, "Sorry that I'm just finding your podcast now, but as a horse girl, and to answer your the turning podcast from January 29th, yes, thoroughbreds are inbred. Ha! Fuck you, Bryce. Told all, you. Almost all thoroughbreds can be traced to the same 25 horses brought over from who knows when. Yeah. So, son of a so bitch. Thanks for letting us know. I asked her if she saw Horse Girl on, on Netflix. She hasn't responded yet. The ring has a horse in it. I Have you that. seen... Did you watch Horse Girl? No. Is that BoJack Horseman? No, it's with uh, <laughs> Allison Brie. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I'm, you have a big crush on Allison Brie. Oh, she's so yeah, she's pretty. Um, okay, you can take the next one. Yeah, this Ga- one was just this morning. Yeah, just just got in under the wire for Gabriel K. Hi guys, I am so happy to have found your podcast. I have tried listening to so many other horror podcasts, and they're just so pretentious. I never reach. <laughs> I never last more than ten minutes listening to them. Uh, I happened upon yours on Stitcher search yesterday, and I have been listening every spare minute since then your style is so laid back your reviews are so casual that i feel i'm part of a conversation i'm currently listening to the paranormal activity 2 review great movie man i love that one i'm jumping around in your episodes and the hot children sound effect is spit out my tea funny i literally spit out my tea my boss wasn't happy and it was really hard to explain why i was laughing so hard (laughs) i'm looking forward to hearing the rest you're absolutely awesome i have a question is there a way to set up my amazon account so every purchase contributes to your podcast like the smile program again you guys are awesome and i'm so glad to have found you thank you for all the nice words you said to us yeah that's very flattering and, and very um assuring that we found a spot in the podcast universe that that we're providing something that people like more than uh, other I'm, other um of the millions of horror movie review podcasts that are out there I'm apparently just, i'm just surprised we come off as non-pretentious yeah <laughs> <laughs> i specifically try to be pretentious yeah it's actually my modus operandi in answer to his question if you want to just every time you sign into Amazon, you're contributing to Horror Movie Talk. The way to do that is go to HorrorMovieTalk.com, click through the button in the banner, and then once you land on Amazon, bookmark that link. Yeah, Bookmark book- that URL because that URL will have our affiliates 
signifier in it or the, the affiliate code that yeah. will trigger. As for the app, like on your phone, I don't know that there's a way to directly hook up um, to the app. So if you do make purchases on your phone, um, you oh, know, that's a good, that's a good point. it might be a good idea to go through, I don't know, it could be kind of convoluted to do that. I'll find out more and then get back to you guys, hopefully next episode with info on if you want to hook your phone up to horror movie, if you want to hook up your Amazon app on your phone to the horror movie talk. If you really want to have an impact, um, the best way to do that is go to Patreon. If you gave us a dollar on Patreon, that would most likely be more money than we'd get through Amazon. <laughs> um, through, I mean, unless it's like no, a pretty dude, significant Why purchase. not both? You know, I mean, yeah, it, that's it's, true. you know, it's, it's just one of these things where it's like, you're always purchasing things on Amazon. So might as well have, you know, 10, five to 10% of it go to us, um, which is sweet. And we appreciate it. So thanks to all the listeners that communicate with us on, on uh, social media, especially those leaving reviews on Apple podcasts, as long as they're good. Um, please, if you have an Apple product, leave a star rating on Apple podcasts, um, and, uh, reach out to us on social media. We, we love talking to you and you might be featured in an episode of horror movie talk. That's the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, again, just a couple plugs. Uh, Amazon Associates, Shutter, and Patreon. Um, Gabriel's you know. a girl. It's not a boy, Bryce. You is said, it? yeah. God damn it. This is the second time that I've you f- gotten it wrong. You fucking dick. So I, I said It's coffee. one of those names that can go either way. Cigarettes though. and coffee was was a girl, and he was actually a guy. Yeah, I'm just careful not to. It's just important not to gender people now. If it's a girl, it would normally be Gabriella. Hey, whoa, don't tell her what her name is, you fucking monster. <laughs> I'm, I'm in, what, what, don't cancel David Day, cancel Bryce Hansen. Cancel him. What are you doing? I, I'm just checking. I'm double checking. All right, well, I'll be down. Gabrielle. Not Gabriel. Gabriel. No. Gabriel. Yeah, you have to look at the way she pronounces her name on her profile. It says it right here. Here. It's oh, I can't play it on my computer. It says Gabriel. Alright, I'm sorry, Gabriel. I am in don't cancel me, cancel Bryce. Alright. Um Anyways, uh, please share the podcast with your friend, even if we misgender you. Um, you know, maybe we should just say they them. Zizer. There, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we should just ungender everything. Right. Well, I mean, I would... My pronouns are it, us. Right. Uh, check out uh, Horror Movie Talk and follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Reddit, YouTube. You can find us anywhere. Um, thank you so much, and we'll see you next time at the movies. <laughs> at the movies. Bye, guys. We love you. cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon, hella ass, the sun is still out, my nigga, and it, uh, it was just it, it I'm, I, I don't know, I mean that's the homie